Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Tuesday, February 13th. Tomorrow's the big day, fellas. If you ain't got a plan in place, you best get after it. Today, however, is National Kiss Day, which celebrates smushing y'all's faces together and not the trashy 70s rock band, which I saw in concert when I was 16. Just to give you an idea what kind of supervision I was under as a teenager, Crocus opened up for them, which was the way better show. Not that I'd want to see either of them bands today. I'm way too old for that. It's like Billy C. Wirt says, I used to hang out where all the rock and rollers play, but now if I'm out past eight, they best have a heck of a buffet. And frankly, I'm surprised Kiss is even still out there rocking. How old is Gene Simmons anyway? Like a hundred? I'm made of questions. Like, is it hard to play Detroit Rock City with them carpal tunnel braces on? And do the radio mics interfere with their medic alert bracelets? Is it tough to find venues with enough handicap parking and hover around charging stations? Does the tour bus have enough power to run all them CPAP machines and Craftmatic adjustable beds? And it must be really hard to make sure their shows ain't scheduled the same time as reruns of Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, or Walker, Texas Ranger on TV Land. Of course, if you're a real KISS fan, you'd probably just tape it on your VCR. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, KISS Day. Allow me to reiterate what I said yesterday, and again, can't stress this enough, celebrate responsibly, or this'll end up being happy I need bail day two days in a row. Coincidentally, today is also Employee Legal Awareness Day, Clean Out Your Computer Day, and Get a Different Name Day. So is it just me, or does it look like Valentine Week might have gone sideways for somebody at some point? Our reading for today is Exodus 35:10 through 36:38, Matthew 27:32 through 66, Psalm 34:1 through 10, and Proverbs 9:7 and 8. So if y'all are ready, I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, so yesterday on the 12th in the Old Testament, we read Exodus 34:1 through 35:9. And we just had the golden calf incident, during which Moses got so mad he smashed the tablets God made for him. So God's like, well, since you broke my tablets, go make two more and bring them up here to Mount Sinai tomorrow, because he's going to carve new ones. But what I find interesting is, remember when he got the first two tablets? God gave a long lecture on the rules and regulations for remaining holy and all. Well, this time, when God makes new tablets, he makes Moses sit through the whole lecture again as if the destruction of the two tablets somehow negates the agreement, or undoes it or something. Like they're tied together spiritually somehow, and you can't have one without the other. And I really wonder what kind of strange things we're going to learn once we're able to pass out of these three dinky little dimensions we're trapped in. Anyway, the whole lecture he gives him, it's not word for word in this chapter, but we don't need to go through it all again. And in chapter 35, Moses comes down from the mountain and starts lecturing the Jews again on all the rules. And I'm sure the survivors of the golden calf incident all swore up and down that they got no problem following the rules. And I'm sure he didn't trust them as far as he could throw them. But here we are. You know, that second set of tablets could have served as a warning to Moses that he still had a temper problem to overcome and it might cost him. And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 27, 15 through 31. 
and Jesus just got hauled in front of the Roman governor and did everything he could to be found guilty. But Pilate still ain't sure, and I'm fascinated by Pontius Pilate. I think he believes Jesus is the for real Messiah, but he's caught up in something that I think he doesn't know how to get out of. He obviously doesn't want to execute him, but he's got Roman law on one side and the unruly Jews on the other, and he either doesn't have the courage to stand up to the beast system or doesn't understand that it's an option or something like that. If I was ever going to be in like a real passion play, that's the role I'd want. He's under tremendous pressure and incredibly conflicted. The guy who played Pilate in the Passion of the Christ movie did a pretty good job of portraying that. But they have this custom on the Passover that the Romans will release one prisoner as like an indulgence or probably to placate the Jews and curry favor. But that should give you a little insight into the mindset of the Roman dictatorship. Because if the prisoners are criminals that need to be in prison, why let one out? And if not, why put them in prison in the first place? <laughs> I say because they're beast system dictators, that's why. And they know they're evil, they just don't care. Anyway, Pilate asks the crowd who they want released. And the Pharisees whip the crowd up to ask for this dude named Barabbas, who was like a Jewish terrorist who'd been killing Romans, is my understanding. And they say to crucify Jesus. And Pilate tries to talk him out of this. He's like, why? What's he done to deserve that? But that just made him scream even louder. So Pilate gives in. Because if a riot broke out or something, he'd have to answer for that. So he took water and washed his hands, which was a ritualistic thing the Jews did to convey innocence. And the Jews would have known exactly what he meant by that. He's like, fine, this is on y'all. And the crowd's like, no problem. His blood be on us and on our children. Which, I mean, darn. And in verse 26, Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. So we're just going to go right past it like that there, Matthew? Okay, a scourge. Picture a leather whip, say a couple three feet long, with multiple braided tassels. And woven into these tassels are chunks of bone and metal. And they'd strip the prisoner and tie him down and beat him across the back with this thing. I forget how many lashes. I think it was 40. And quite a few people died from this and never got to the crucifixion part. Because we're not talking red welts and maybe a few lacerations. We're talking exposed spine bone and shredded back muscles. Maybe some chunks of intestine hanging out. It's like the worst parts of a horror movie, except it's real. And then they dressed him up like some kind of mock ruler and abused him and made fun of him. And they wove this wreath out of some kind of thorn bush. Nobody knows exactly what. Then they jammed it down on his head like a crown, tearing big holes in his scalp. And if you think all that is terrible, just wait. It gets worse. But that's as far as we read. Now, Pilate's wife had a dream, and she tells Pilate that he should have nothing to do with this Jesus. Pilate tried to get out of it. It didn't work. But it had to be this way. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 33, 12 through 22. And that's the second half of this praise psalm. He's been given reasons to praise God, and now he's praising God's involvement in all our lives. He says he fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. He basically says there's no strong and powerful thing under the sun that can save you. Only the Lord. He is our help and our shield. It says, let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. And according as we hope in thee is an interesting phrase. Kind of like he's saying, according to your faith, so be it. Like the Lord will only bless us as much as we're willing to believe for or accept, maybe. Yeah. And the eye of the Lord is on those that fear him because they hope for his loving kindness. 
And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 9, 1-6. And that starts out, Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. So seven pillars, that indicates completeness and perfection. He's saying it's settled. Wisdom is what it is, and it doesn't care what you think about it. She's made dinner and set the table. So y'all come on in and eat. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. Or don't, and pay dearly for it. Yeah. So, Wisdom's house is built for hospitality and education. And the delicacies on her table are wisdom and understanding. It's a picture of fellowship, of conversation, a gathering. And kind of makes me homesick. I grew up in a hospitable home environment. No one was excluded in our circle without reason. Family, friends, and neighbors discussed and argued about things that mattered. And I miss those days. Those conversations have served me well. Today, it's too easy to speak our own mind, but not nearly as satisfying as good conversation. And some in the younger generations probably can't even understand what I just said. And that's sad. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for February 13th is Exodus 35.10 through 36.38. And every wise-hearted among you shall come, and make all that the Lord hath commanded, the tabernacle, his tent, and his covering, his tatches, and his boards, his bars, his pillars, and his sockets, the ark, and the staves thereof, with the mercy seat, and the veil of the covering, the table, and his staves, and all his vessels, and the shewbread, the candlestick also for the light, and his furniture, and his lamps, with the oil for the light, and the incense altar, and his staves, and the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, and the hanging for the door at the entering end of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering, with his brazen grate, his staves, and all his vessels, the laver and his foot, the hangings of the court, his pillars in their sockets, and the hanging for the door of the court, the pens of the tabernacle, and the pens of the court, and their cords, the cloths of service, to do service in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons, to minister in the priest's office. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. And they came, every one whose heart stirred him up, and every one whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation, and for all his service, and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets, and earrings, and rings, and tablets, all jewels of gold. And every man that offered offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins brought them. Every one that did offer an offering of silver and brass brought the Lord's offering. And every man with whom was found shittim wood for any work of the service brought it. And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. And all the women whose heart stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hair. And the rulers brought onyx stones, and stones to be set, for the ephod and for the breastplate, and spice, and oil for the light, and for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense. The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord, every man and woman, whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work, which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord hath called by name Bezaliel the son of Uri the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he hath filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, 
and to devise curious works, and to work in gold, and in silver, and in brass, and in the cutting of stones, to set them, and in carving of wood, to make any manner of cunning work. And he hath put in his heart, that he may teach both he and Aholiab the son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan. Them hath he filled with wisdom of heart, to work all manner of work, of the engraver, and of the cunning workman, and of the embroiderer, in blue, and in purple, in scarlet, and in fine linen, and of the weaver, even of them that do any work, and of those that devise cunning work. Chapter 36 Then wrought Bezaliel and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man, in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding, to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezaliel and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man, in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even every one whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it withal. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made. And they spake unto Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it, and too much. And every wise-hearted man among them that wrought the work of the tabernacle made ten curtains of fine twine linen, and blue, and purple, and scarlet, with cherubims of cunning work made he them. The length of one curtain was twenty and eight cubits, and the breadth of one curtain four cubits. The curtains were all of one size. And he coupled the five curtains one unto another, and the other five curtains he coupled one unto another. And he made loops of blue on the edge of one curtain from the selvage in the coupling. Likewise he made in the uttermost side of another curtain in the coupling of the second. Fifty loops made he in one curtain, and fifty loops made he in the edge of the curtain which was in the coupling of the second. The loops held one curtain to another. And he made fifty tatches of gold, and coupled the curtains one unto another with the tatches, so it became one tabernacle. And he made curtains of goat's hair for the tent over the tabernacle. Eleven curtains he made them. The length of one curtain was thirty cubits, and four cubits was the breadth of one curtain. The eleven curtains were of one size. And he coupled five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves. And he made fifty loops upon the uttermost edge of the curtain in the coupling. And fifty loops made he upon the edge of the curtain which coupleth the second. And he made fifty tatches of brass to couple the tent together, that it might be one. And he made a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red, and a covering of badger skins above that. And he made boards for the tabernacle of shittim wood standing up. The length of a board was ten cubits, and the breadth of a board one cubit and a half. One board had two tenons, equally distant one from another. Thus did he make for all the boards of the tabernacle. And he made boards for the tabernacle, twenty boards for the south side southward, and forty sockets of silver he made under the twenty boards, two sockets under one board for his two tenons, and two sockets under another board for his two tenons. And for the other side of the tabernacle, which is toward the north corner, he made twenty boards, and there forty sockets of silver, two sockets under one board, and two sockets under another board. And for the sides of the tabernacle westward he made six boards. And two boards made he for the corners of the tabernacle in the two sides. And they were coupled beneath, and coupled together at the head thereof, to one ring. Thus he did to both of them in both the corners. And there were eight boards, and their sockets were sixteen sockets of silver, under every board two sockets. And he made bars of shittim wood, 
five for the boards of the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the tabernacle for the sides westward. And he made the middle bar to shoot through the boards from the one end to the other. And he overlaid the boards with gold, and made their rings of gold to be places for the bars, and overlaid the bars with gold. And he made a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen, with cherubims made he it of cunning work. And he made thereunto four pillars of shittim wood, and overlaid them with gold. Their hooks were of gold, and he cast for them four sockets of silver. And he made an hanging for the tabernacle door of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen, of needlework, and the five pillars of it with their hooks. And he overlaid their chapiters and their fillets with gold, but their five sockets were of brass. And our reading in the New Testament for February 13th is Matthew 27, 32 through 66. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were coming to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of a skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there, and set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him, for he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, This man calleth for Elias. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him, among which was Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's children. When the even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea, named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, We remember that the deceiver said, while he was yet alive, After three days I will rise again. 
Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way. Make it as sure as ye can. So they went, and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone, and setting a watch. And our reading in Psalms for February 13th is Psalm 34, 1-10. A Psalm of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. And our reading in Proverbs for February 13th is Proverbs 9, 7 and 8. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. And that's got it for the 13th. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Habakkuk 2.3, which says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on the timing of God's plan, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, The universe, all of time, and your divine plan for it must be something to behold from your eternal perspective. From the underside of this fallen world, things can appear bleak, and we can get impatient waiting for the promise of your coming. But regardless of our opinions, we know that your vision shall surely come. It will not be late, nor will it hurry, but it will manifest exactly when it should. And how glorious will it be to participate in it when it is finally time. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yawling I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening and let this podcast be some kind of help to them. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like Bible Y'all and you want to support it, best thing y'all can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you ain't going to make things any better, just try to refrain from making things worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. 74. Gene Simmons is 74 years old. And his real name is Haim Witz. And he was born in Haifa, Israel, about a year after Israel was regathered in the land. That's right. The bass player for Kiss is an Israeli. And I don't know what that means, but it's got to be something.